You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 1, Episode 9, Hero. Doyle, Angel, and Cordelia assist a clan of mixed-heritage demons targeted for extermination by a group of stormtrooper demons called the Scourge. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Demon Doyle and his friend Cordelia. He spent a century in hell with the tomb of his Nancy boy, Hedgel. Angel's a vampire and this his show indirect sunlight can't hurt him so gax s o d <laughs> my name is robin i'm stephanie this is gabby i'm illyrio i'm tim Minear. <gasps> tim. tim intruder <laughs> alert <laughs> We're not supposed to have guests on this show. <laughs> Welcome. I love that you you're having me on before any of my good episodes actually air in the rotation. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, John, John maybe, maybe, had... you could, maybe you could have me back later as well. <laughs> we would love to. Oh yeah, right. there are a few of them we'd love to have you back for. Yeah, maybe season two, episode two. Yeah, sure. Oh favorite. yeah, maybe, but we can't we can't talk about that because we're pretending that that hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it hasn't for me or Gabby. That's true. <laughs> so, so, Tim, for... tell us what you're doing these days. Uh, American Horror Story. Yes. It's, yeah, it's we really enjoyed that. Uh, Good. Speaking for the internet, I guess. <laughs> Any word on when Canadian horror story is getting developed so I can get some action up here? Uh, well, I mean, you're, uh, we just, we're just going to, when we syndicate it, we're just going to call it North American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should cover it. That should totally cover it. Thank you. Well, I first wanted to ask, uh, Tim, what, what, what were your impressions of the theme song that just played? <laughs> I thought it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> you know what i like about it? i i enjoy a i enjoy a saga cell and uh, it's, and that's what that was it explains the show it's like the old school opening titles it's a story of a vamp named angel you know. oh please feel you free just to gave submit me another that, idea tim. no 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 robin no no tim please feel free to submit that, that entire recording just, if you have a smartphone, just just sing it directly into your phone. Send it to the redemptioncast at gmail.com. I'll be happy to replace our current theme. Thank you. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Why did you kill Doyle? <laughs> do you want to know why, really? I really do, please. Yes. There's two reasons. Um... Uh, and now it's been long enough since uh, that happened. That, and people generally know this. Um, the actor had a substance abuse problem. Aww. And, yeah. And, in fact, uh, Glenn eventually succumbed to his disease and OD'd um, in real life. And at the time... Very sad. Very sad. 
incredibly sad. He was just a terrific guy and we all loved him. And um, so really I would say three reasons. The first reason, which is the sort of heartless reason, is because we were a new show and television shows are expensive and there's a certain responsibility that the producers have to see that things run as smoothly as possible. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't get his problem under control and he was told that if he didn't, uh, that he would be let go from the show. And, uh, and so that's, that's what happened. Now, the, the other reason, of course, is we cared about him and to ignore the fact that he was having trouble and to facilitate that trouble by not taking action would not have been the best thing for him. The third reason, and this is the reason that we stated publicly at the time, and this is not, in fact, uh, any kind of smokescreen because this was also true. Joss had, for a long time, wanted to do a show where there was somebody who was in the main titles that, uh, whose character died early on in the run. Mm -hmm. So you don't expect that in episode nine of a first-year show that of the three people in the main titles that mm -hmm. one of them was actually going to snuff it in an episode. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, because he had wanted to do that for a long time and because of the situation being what it was, um, these all these things, positive and negative, converge, and that is why we killed Doyle. Boy, that's upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also I read, I believe on uh, on timminier.net, which we I often go to to bring in some facts. We there's a um, article that has uh, you talking about every episode in the first season of Angel, and I don't know if you had other articles for the other seasons, but I've only seen season one. Um, the uh, uh, the reason I I read that basically Doyle and Angel are on the same path, and that Doyle achieves redemption in this episode. So, and it, that that whole thing was kind of planned. Mm -hmm. So he, I was always believing it was kind of like that, but <laughs> his well, story was that, over. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of it. I mean, all those things are true. All those things are true. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, it, it it was always kind of a consideration that. You have a character that needed redemption that was half demon, half human. I mean, that really is the main character. And so there was a bit of redundancy with the character to begin with. Um, we bring in another character later that makes more sense in a weird way. And I won't, I won't spoil who that might be. <laughs> Thank you. Even, even though you all know, but I won't. <laughs> uh, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Um, I was I was going to start discussing actual parts of the episode. So if you Please. have anything, um, the 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 idea of doing the brainstorming for commercial ideas was awesome. I loved it. I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought, of course, Cordy uh, cast herself in her mind's eye. Um, my favorite take was the cheaper Baldwin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which for me was uh, quite funny. Um, and um, apart from that, the whole idea of calling angel the dark avenger um <laughs> really kind of made me half hope that they were gonna try to convince him to go to a fitting <laughs> <laughs> come on angel please 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 i know a guy he does house calls <laughs> if i if i if i remember my angel history correctly i'm pretty sure that that bit all that dark avenger stuff was written by david fury <laughs> right it wasn't it yeah it was supposed to be in the uh, uh the episode uh 
Corrupt, I believe, that didn't actually yep. get made. Yeah. Yep. So it was already sort of written, and uh, and we just uh, um, used it here. Great. I just noticed well, uh, that Kimberly came online. Do you want to give? Yeah, her, I'm just uh, about call, to rather? call her. Yeah. Awesome. Da, 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 da. <coughs> vamping, vamping. That's go. appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, Kim. Hey. Hey, Kim. Kim. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. So how did Kim? Kim. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. What have I missed? Um, Tim almost left the show because of the theme where Robin sings. <laughs> and that's, that's untrue. That's and untrue. Like, I'm spreading vicious I rumors. I sing every time it comes and, on. <laughs> and uh, I started off with Why Did You Kill Doyle? And the reason is the actor was a big drug head. Ah, well, okay. I don't believe I put it quite that. No, not at all. I am, I am grotesquely paraphrasing. <laughs> I am, I am on the verge of being sued. Paraphrasing. <laughs> I, I did want to ask. Um, since you're saying Doyle's death wasn't actually planned from the beginning, was there any possible plans for the future, like maybe between him and Cordy, or exploring more of that his demon past? I think you would have seen. Um, a slower burn on that relationship. Mm-hmm. We sort of had to bring it all to a head in this relationship since we were getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, so we had to accelerate things. I mean, we knew a few episodes before, so we did focus on him a little bit, you know, with the ex-wife, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it would have gone to different places for sure. So uh, let's see. We have... Oh, gosh. Do we want to talk about uh, what the plans, what you guys had planned for the series compared to what the network wanted? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> this dark, you know, you, you guys had a, a plan for a, a much darker sh- series. Uh, how did that all work out? Uh, well, it, the, the very first episode after the pilot uh, was the episode that introduced Kate Lockley. And uh-huh. it was, I think that probably you can find that script online and it's yeah. really dark. It's really dark. It's in fact, you know, the network definitely had issues with it, but at the end of the day it was Joss who kind of went, eh, this is probably wrong because it was about oh, okay. how Kate, yeah, Kate had gone undercover as a, as a whore and a, and a drug addict. And she'd gone so deep undercover that she was actually a whore and a drug addict. I mean, it was quite dark. And, um, and not only was it too dark, but I think as you experience the glory that is TV's angel, you'll find that every time we try to do something sort of based in like the real world of the street, we suck in, we suck in ways that <laughs> are not really even scientifically quantifiable. <laughs> And and I think what the other thing you'll find as you as you go forward in the show is the show does get very dark, but on its own terms. So uh-huh. that it's not really about like you know I'm lying in an alley with a needle in my arm. Although there's a little bit of that, and like I said, every time that happens, you just kind of have to roll your eyes. 
But when it becomes <laughs> this, sort of this big Douglas Serkian 50s melodrama, um, that's when it works best. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the, another thing that got kind of cut was uh, Angel uh, having a taste of the blood off of one of his, one of the, like a murder victim he finds, right? So Yeah, yeah. Kind of an example of that. And we may have actually done that later, I don't remember, mm. but I can't spoil anything. But I, I, maybe we didn't. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> you know, even if you say you didn't, that's a spoiler. It's <laughs> We've been learning these rules. Enough. <laughs> Enough it's, with the double negative. It's been a long time. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's the worst. We're we're we're, we're so we're so imposing our <laughs> our rules on so so many people. It's it's really quite funny. Uh but everyone's been pretty awesome about the whole endeavor. Yeah. Um what Doyle was getting good reading his lines and then Cordy gives up on him (laughs) I didn't get that I felt he was kind of finding his groove and then it was like oh forget it but of course that whole that whole um, the the whole idea behind that framing device is you take something ridiculous and then when you reprise it at the end you're like Uh weeping because it's also you know poignant (sighs) it is it hurts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So let's let's talk about the scourge. So <laughs> I prefer to call them metal militia. <laughs> that ha- I've listened to enough Metallica albums <laughs> to recognize those footsteps, and every time I hear that, I just think of that song. <laughs> Does so the- I'm like, hmm, is someone is is someone driving by listening to Kill 'Em All <laughs> on CD? <laughs> And apparently no, it's 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 uh, demon Nazis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The scourge reminds me of Reavers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess I could see that. Well, all the piercings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joss was a big fan of this movie. Um, something Mars. Uh, uh, the hell is it? Some some John Carpenter movie. Mission to Mars? No, I think it's like Vampires oh, Ghosts on Mars. Oh, yeah. Ghosts, Ghosts of Mars. Of Mars. Ice Cube. Um, and uh, <laughs> he would often reference that. And he probably referenced that for this, and I know he referenced that when we talked about the Reavers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are you guys trying to say about the uh, police presence in downtown L.A. when these guys are just running around <laughs> the streets killing everybody? Yeah, I love these empty streets of L.A. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. That look like the back lot of Paramount and New York. Right. <laughs> I think what we're trying to say is that, <laughs> is that, is, is that Nazis are bad. <laughs> I don't know if we got that point across sufficiently. I think you did. <laughs> Well, you worked on this episode with Howard Gordon, who uh, yes. I saw that was uh, – he did a, an X – I mean he did the Incredible 24, but um, he also did an X-Files episode that had a little bit to do about anti-Semitism and had a, yeah. a golem in it. So. Yep. I believe it was called Gollum. No, it was <laughs> Kaddish. Kaddish. Yeah, right. Right. Kaddish. Um, Kaddish? Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, Howard, How- yeah, Howard and I did this together. I can tell you a funny story about this episode if you want to hear it. Yes. Please, yes, yes. All right. Yes. So here's what it is. 
Uh, Howard and I had been, when we first got to Angel, <laughs> we, we weren't given a, a lot to do because we were new. And now David Greenwald knew Howard from before. And I knew Howard because we had done a show together, Strange World. And, um, but I didn't really know Joss. And they were using Buffy writers for the first couple episodes because, you know, they, they, they all knew each other. And they sort of started before we all got there. And um, we, were, we were not, you know, it took a while to kind of penetrate the inner circle. So when it came time <laughs> to write this episode, we, Howard and I were supposed to write it. And we had like three days to do it. And it was already in prep, so it was already late. And we very loosely broke the story. And then we went off and we each wrote half this thing. And we weren't even like reading each other's scenes. So it's just like we knew we knew what the we knew what the order of the scenes were, and he'd write these scenes and I'd write these scenes, and we'd put it all together because the production needed something to prep. So what you then get is kind of a script that isn't exactly right, but it's got sort of, it's the right length. It has the right characters in the scenes. It can tell you what locations you need, what props you need, what you need to cast and all that sort of thing. Um, but we had been up for three days and I wasn't in a great mood when I came back into the office. Cause I also felt like I was kind of getting the cold shoulder from, from, from Joss at that time. And, um, and so when I came in Greenwald, <laughs> Who, by the way, I adore. Uh, I just just sort of preface that. Uh, So I came in, and I guess Howard got there before me. And like I said, I hadn't slept. And, and, you know, whenever they tell you, just get something down. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be right. We just need it. They don't really mean that. Because then when they read it, they forget they said that. So at any rate... Uh I come in and Greenwald says, uh, so um, Howard uh, asked me to be brutally honest and uh, I feel like I owe you the same courtesy. And I'm like, well, I, I didn't ask. <laughs> uh, goes, well, uh, you know, I, so I read the script and uh, about half of it I thought was pretty good. And the other half I want to wipe my ass with. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, well, when you wipe your ass with it, keep the brads in. And then I went to my office <laughs> and I packed up everything. Oh. And then I popped by David's door and I said, you're going to have an extra space in the back because I quit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant it because, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, and I had just come off the X-Files and it hadn't been the, exactly the best year of my life. And, um, and then Greenwald pulled me into his office and for the next like hour begged me not to quit. And then I didn't, and then it was awesome after that. So I don't have the be- I don't have the best memories of this episode, but I do have some, <laughs> I do, I do have some pretty funny stories. <laughs> That's good. It was absolutely a turning point for me at Mutant Enemy. Yeah. Mm. Is it because you were having such a terrible time that you decided to kill Doyle? <laughs> no. no, we already covered oh, okay. this, Robin. Oh, sorry. That- that order came. Are you in the past again? <laughs> that order came down from on high. Yeah. Although it, you know, it, subsequently I was known as the uh, the Tim Reaper because whenever they needed character nice. kill, they came to me. <laughs> I I do like the fact that you've uh, you've mentioned you've referenced Star Trek two to this episode for reasons that really I can't even talk about now. But <laughs> just just the yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure that Wrath of Khan was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question that we went. Holy shit! We don't have a script. Let's just do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that Doyle didn't say, "I am now, and we'll, we'll ever be your friend." Right. <laughs> The needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many, or the one. Um, I, there was some discussion earlier on in earlier episodes how you know we weren't really quite buying the Doyle character, and I think in this episode we really, uh-huh. we really buy. Him. Well, the, the whole like you know we were talking about how he was. It's like. Yeah, you're half demon, but you know, get over it. <laughs> you don't get past it. You know, so that was my stance. And why is he? Still- yeah. yeah. But I think the whole scene with Lucas and what happens with him and how- when he first gets the visions, I think, uh, really re- redeems quote unquote the character. I think. It- yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And you know, we sort of had to find that for this episode. I mean, you really had to kind of lay all that down in order for the end to mean anything. I think the reason it's not as strong as it could be is because we weren't really playing those colors for the eight episodes that came before that. And you know, you know, of course that, that Doyle initially was supposed to be Whistler. Yes. Yes. I've, I've heard that on on this show. So what you sort of get, yeah. What you kind of get with Doyle at the beginning of the series is kind of a, just a, kind of a generic, you know, I am here to show you your path kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, once we see him sort of living by himself and saying, you know, you've got the wrong guy, I'm not here to help anybody, then he becomes more interesting. Yeah. And then you, uh, then you, I'm, I'm talking, you guys, you guys <laughs> say anything? I'm just going on and on. Um, Go ahead. I, I, I th- yeah. Well, I, the whole the whole knife in the back kind of thing of Doyle's death, you know, once he starts getting that I, the the scene with Angel basically, where you really feel like you know there's finally a good friendship there. Angel's listening to him, and he's mm-hmm. kind of having Angel as a mentor now, and, and then the whole you know bringing Cordy together as well. I think that uh, you know it just hurts even more <laughs> because well, that's that was, the whole that's that's the whole. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. What, what are all the beats that you want to play so that that moment has the you know strongest impact? Yeah. And like I said, if we had been playing that, if we had been playing a guy who felt like, great, I, I'm no hero. I, I am here to be the hero's valet mm-hmm. um, for eight episodes. Then when it turns out he is in fact the chosen one, then it would have really landed in a really great way. Right. I, th- I think I think what you end up with is kind of a uh, kind of a kabuki of what it really should be. Yeah. And and, and the fact that it's, you know, demon Nazis doesn't help. <laughs> okay, the character of uh, Leaf. Why mm-hmm. did how did you decide to uh to uh use a character like that? Well, that's sort of a again, I, I would say that that's kind of a standard TV device. You know, you give you give the character uh, a younger character to bond with and to, you know, it's like basically Doyle is the one who needs guidance. Mm-hmm. And so if you give his character that he can be really saying the things that he needs to say to himself to, 
and I, that's about the worst English ever. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's really what that's for. It's, it, it's absolutely a device. And, and again, I think that if, if, uh, if we'd been slightly more adept, then I think the Leaf character could have been a little bit more lived in and, and felt a little less like a stock character from an episode uh-huh. of Touched by an Angel, which is kind of what he comes off as. <laughs> Touched by a demon. <laughs> yeah. That worked well as a good like little mirror of like, you know, this is what you did before, and now he's got to tell him before he tells himself, basically. what Well, uh-huh. basically yeah. tell him what he's been meaning to tell himself all this time. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um, uh-huh. I, though I do blame Leaf for Doyle's death. If had he just <laughs> stuck around, it would have all made it there on time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will never forget that. Well, there's also demon. the discussion that 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 the you know in the last episode the oracles tell Angel that you know there's there's something coming, there's something big coming, and if they're talking about the scourge. Really, Angel could have just stayed with Buffy and everything would have been all right. And Doyle would have saved the day anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's, of course, not what they're talking about. Oh, okay. Can I ask a question? Where did the idea of... Because one of my biggest notes with the most exclamation marks here is demon refugees? Where did, where did the idea of yeah. demon refugees come from? Because I thought that was very cool. Uh, I'm sure Joss pitched it. I mean, look, the, again, you know, we, we're really just doing kind of a Jews hiding from the Nazis mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, it was important to, you know, it was important too to kind of say on this show that things are not black and white. Like, there's an ambiguity here. Yeah. Demon, just because you're demon doesn't, like, I mean, I, I mean, Doyle actually says it in the episode, yeah. you know, yeah, they're demons. It doesn't make them bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which I believe I wrote that line, and he could have landed it better, so I had to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it kind of also brings up the whole point of you know where the where the three previous seasons of Buffy just Buffy killing maybe really nice people, <laughs> right? Because because this is kind of a new concept for us as viewers. Yeah, it is. So, although, so it's kind although of, we will, I will say that we, one thing we pretty much stuck with was. If you're a vampire, you're a soulless killer. Mm-hmm. Now, we sort of stuck with that. And Angel is, of course, the exception. Because he's not soulless, and that's sort of the point. That's what makes him different. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <coughs> well, I really, really like this episode. And I was really getting into Doyle, and that's, that seems to be a recurring theme with, like, like all television shows now. But... Um, I wanted to see him discover or, or come to, I guess, come to terms with him being, you know, half human, half demon. And it wasn't until this episode where I really felt for him. Yeah. And, you know, personally, like, um, I'm biracial. And so there was a lot of things that he was saying that really hit home for me. And I was like, oh, this is. And then when he died, I was like, damn it. Well, <laughs> well. Don't worry, those themes get re-explored in unspoilery spoilers that come later. <laughs> Possibly in a certain season two, episode two episode. Okay. That you may have had something to do with? <laughs> yes. Awesome. So but you know, there... I, I, will, I will also say this, though. When you, if you, when you kill a character like Doyle, what it does is it immediately 
makes the other characters more interesting. Because something of weight has happened to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so now they have, you know, now the audience and those characters share a crisis in common. And that informs things that come after. Mm-hmm. Right. So do we get another uh, member to the team? Yes. I can't, I, okay. According to my Netflix uh, <laughs> screenshot for the next episode, no. I, I think we do. But we'll see. I hate your Netflix screenshot because I got the same one. I was like, son of a... <laughs> Basically what happens when you watch a TV show on Netflix, they show a little frame from the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, oh, although wow. although it's it's given away pretty early in the next episode. You think it's not that's like bad? A big twist in the last moment. The very okay, first good. half second of every single Netflix angel that plays is the last half second of the actual episode. <laughs> so I have <laughs> to consciously avert my eyes whenever I play an episode. So we're just so, so we're just too cheap to buy the DVDs. Is that what you're telling? Um, <laughs> There you go. Yes and no. I have the DVDs, but I'm too lazy to put them into the machine, so I just pull it. (laughs) But that's why we have children, Steph. That's an epic epic kind of lazy. (laughs) I have to. Okay, let me ask this. Okay, you're talking about how... um, God, your accent is so cute. I can't stand it. Oh my god! And now she's blushing. Oh, <laughs> I can feel her blushing right through the screen. <laughs> so go ahead, you little, okay. you little thing. <laughs> okay. As Stephanie what tries to regain consciousness, else? I think I'll bring up a point. <laughs> okay. What's your last question? Okay. <laughs> now I'm blushing. I can't remember it. Okay. All right, you were talking about how well if you you would have developed Doyle's character more, you know, if you knew this was coming. What um, kept you from doing that? Is it that you have to stretch it out for twenty two episodes? Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you got to think about it too. It's like that's episode what nine mm-hmm. of the entire okay. show. So really, you know, at least for the first six episodes, for sure, you need to be concentrating on your main character. And so, ideally, you know, Doyle would have, we would have killed Doyle at, say, episode, I don't know, 13 or episode 18 of 22, as opposed to episode 9. So it it was all, it was all very accelerated. And and the truth is, the entire um, season one, until you get to, and I promise not to spoil anything. Until you get to probably uh, I would say episode later um, <laughs> for, for the for the first part of the season, we thought what we were going to be doing was this kind of old school detective show where uh-huh. each week there was a client and we'd care deeply about the client. And Angel would help that client. It really was sort of touched by a by an angel in a weird way, um, <laughs> or, t- or touched by Angel. And um, <laughs> and then eventually we re- we realized, no, what's interesting about this show is the same thing that's interesting about Buffy, and that is the core characters. 
So we weren't really even spending a ton of time delving into their past uh, as a group or as individuals until a little bit later in the season. So you'll see that we're finding our footing throughout this whole season. Easily the weakest season of the show, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think that uh, kind of bummed Delirio out a little bit, who was looking forward to an undead Magnum P.I. when we first started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was already finding parallels. The cars. Uh, Kate would be Lieutenant Tanaka. You know. But I guess it's not to be. Oh, let's talk about Kate. Okay. Was Kate... She wasn't in this episode, Chef. <laughs> we don't have to talk about her. But I like her. <laughs> Did y'all, did you, did you guys, did y'all, <laughs> did y'all intend for her to possibly later on be a, I mean, what did you, what was her purpose? Did you intend for her to be a romantic interest or what? I think initially that was probably the idea. Um, now we all knew that. Yeah, you have to remember how long ago this was, and you have to also remember that you know he was coming off of Buffy, literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> and so the, the the entire the entire idea was, um, you know, that that was this epic love, and you couldn't you had to be careful about violating that. But this show was yes. not called Buffy. This show was called Angel. And if you just uh-huh. had him pining for Buffy on his show, that would be a problem. And I think we found really interesting ways to service that element of his of his character yes. later I on. I was very satisfied with the amount of mourning time that Angel had to get over Buffy. That was that was good. I was good with but, that. But but you but we're going to hit it again this season, and I think I, I think you will not be disappointed because we what, what we never do is sort of. Um, deny it or uh, um, we always honor it on some level mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and I think that you will find that Kate becomes a slightly more interesting character for the show in about two episodes an episode I wrote <laughs> I, wrote a lot, I, I, wrote, I wrote a lot of Kate as time went on <laughs> But so, I, but what I what I didn't do is sort of go with the oh she loves him so, right. So what what parts of this episode? Are, you said you split up this episode with uh, Howard Gordon. Uh, what what parts of this episode are you, you know, exclusively responsible for? Oh, well, I'm trying to remember now. <clears throat> it's been a while. Um, I remember writing the Doyle flashback in his apartment. And that sort of intercut with him telling Angel about the scourge and the 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 demon refugee coming to him. Hmm. I wrote all the stuff between Angel or I'm sorry, Doyle and Cordelia. Uh-huh. And I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> like I think most of the fourth act for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the stuff where Cordy comes and. And uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I've read. It was split, yeah, I've read that one of your favorite characters to write for is Cordelia. Could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, she was just a fun character to write for. Yeah, um, she was funny, <laughs> and she said, and she she said inappropriate things, and I liked. <laughs> Did you find it difficult to write for 
other characters than others? Well, <laughs> not so much. I mean, it's interesting. When you get to Somnambulist, which is in two episodes, um, mm-hmm. even though it's, I think, the f- I, I wrote, I'm not looking back at the first season, and uh, obviously I wrote Sense and Sensitivity, which had a lot of problems. Um, I wrote about half of Bachelor Party. <laughs> no, I, wrote, I wrote all the brain-eating stuff. <laughs> so they're like arguing over the shrimp fork and all that. The soup spoon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's um, consensus is then, great. Spoon would have been best, but... <laughs> yes, of course. Of course it would. Um, but Somnambulist is actually the first script I wrote there. Which is coming up in two episodes on your on your order. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't find that I didn't find any of those characters difficult to write. What's interesting is Doyle was in my original draft of that script because I'd written it long before we ever ah. decided to do away with him. So when you get to that, if you want to talk about that, I can tell you how that changed. Hmm. Yeah, maybe in our uh, our little Q and A afterwards. Yes, the one filled with. I think you will also find it. Yes. You'll also find an Academy Award nominated actor in that episode. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Um, you have to remind me. I, <laughs> I, think what you, I think what you see him, you'll go, oh, and isn't he in the Avengers? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Um, the music in this episode was great. Yeah, we had a great composer. Rob Crawl, who did all our music. Yeah, I read that he came up with kind of like a Doyle theme. And yeah. That he pushed through this episode, yeah. He didn't have a lot of opportunity to use it later, of course. No. <laughs> it's too soon. It's too yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, you know what I love? After Angel Tachi, my favorite thing is 1940s angel hair. Oh, really? <laughs> 1940s angel hair? Yeah. Yeah. Angel's hair's like slicked down. All slicked old. When he's when he's uh, a member of the Scourge. Oh, boy, I, can't, I really can't wait till you get to season two. I know, <laughs> Well, Steph has actually seen it all. Just, yeah, we, okay. yeah, I have too. Because <laughs> okay. uh, there's a sort of a 50s thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, hurry up and get to this crappy season, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Which we're doing, we're so doing Buffy one I week. See, I might look at this. There's actually some good ones coming up here. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of... And there's some of, uh, fun ones. You know, fun can't be bad, can't be... <laughs> yes, there definitely are. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I believe during our uh, our sense and sensibility... Uh, or sensitivity, excuse me. <laughs> getting you mixed up with Jane Austen. Uh, our our uh, review... It we happens were... all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about like how we were glad that you weren't on for this one, but uh, but, but you're on for Hero. <laughs> so. Oh, I think they both stink, but that's just me. <laughs> um, to expound upon that, uh, took him out on Halloween. That's just awful and cruel. <laughs> yeah, well, I found Angel's plan confusing. 
because <laughs> what was he what was he what was he going undercover for just to escape or to facilitate oh, Doyle's escape guys help me out I, I I'm still a, a, yes ambiguous. that would be it that would be it okay good, good. <laughs> um what something bothering me was that yeah, yeah, he, 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 he had he had to make it seem like he had to really sell the idea that he just snapped that snapped Doyle's neck. yeah which uh-huh. technically he had. And what he had, what he had to do was that he had to shift the conversation yeah. toward. Here's why I just did this thing that you just saw me do. Yeah. And so you don't need to investigate whether or not I actually did it because I'm about to give you a whole song and dance. Like that's yeah. sort of the idea. Get it? Yeah. Don't make. Please don't make me defend that. No, I'm not making you defend <laughs> anything. It's just part of what we usually do. Uh, I, I I kind of find things that I find a little odd. What what. Something that bothered me a little bit was the way Cordy found out that he was a half demon. It was it was yeah. kind of straight out of, you know. I was like, is there is she gonna is, she, is he actually gonna tell her? And of course not. She finds out from demon guy. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Well, they had to speed it along, right? And so I I know that you didn't have a time machine at the time, but couldn't you have included a kids TV character as a purple rhinoceros in the Nazi demon meeting? <laughs> because Death to Smoochie is one of my favorite movies and every time I see Nazi type oh. figures meeting I think they need a guitar playing Edward Norton in a purple animal suit oh my gosh such an <laughs> underrated underappreciated movie it's such a good movie <laughs> and who designed that beacon thing and the were they addicted to going to bingo halls <laughs> I- I don't know. Because I immediately flashed to, oh, they're, the, the Nazis are going to play bingo now? What's going on? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, do you ever show up on set and, and, and oh, a surprise yeah. and think, well, I didn't expect it to be this. I didn't imagine it like this. Yes, but I mean, as, as the years went along and I became a more senior producer, you, you really become involved in all those elements. Like, I believe when you get to, oh, what's a good example? Season two, episode two. Um, I was completely involved with every element of that episode. Oh. Awesome. So you're there You're there for all the preliminary meetings. You're there to vet the wardrobe. You're there to... Oh, I have know, so many questions. Approve props. You're casting everything. You're giving notes to the composer. You're going to the playback. You're doing everything. Wow. Do you sleep? Is there anything in an episode, without trying to be too spoilery, that you tried to push for but didn't make the show? Uh, yes. But I would be incredibly spoilery. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it was a yes-no question. So. <laughs> uh, Gabby? <laughs> Got anything? I'm just listening. <laughs> I just, I, I just feel so sad that Tim made me cry because <laughs> for every episode of the series, the only character I have liked so far has been Doyle, and now he's dead. <laughs> so I was very upset. I cried like a baby at the oh, end. Oh, good. Yeah, I really did, and and I'm like, great. But I've never been a big fan of Cordelia or Angel, so I'm a little scared right now. Oh, interesting. Well, I yes. wonder if that'll change as the episodes wear on. I don't know. I 
I hope so, but I, oh, God, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, Doyle, no, he's not going to die. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and it broke my heart. You broke my heart, Tim. You well, broke it. That's, that's the idea. Oh, I think I, hopefully we'll be doing that more. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> All I hope is that... Uh, no, the- I- Sorry, go ahead, Gabby, please. I oh, know, I was saying, I have to keep a box of tissues with me every time I watch Angel uh-huh. now, I, I fear. <laughs> uh, I really just hope that Doyle, before he punched Angel, made sure there was no flimsy chair or wooden desk down on the bottom. <laughs> because that would have been incredibly <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have any notes on this episode at all? I'm upset Doyle is dead, but I will move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, every time, you know, at Comic-Con when somebody stands up and asks Joyce, Joyce, why did you kill my favorite character? I just want to say, because that's good writing. That's what happens when you have good writing. Your heart is broken. That's the idea. You know, it's funny. It, the thing that made me into a TV writer was an episode of Star Trek, the original. Which one? And it's, it's City on the Edge of Forever. Yes. Mm. And guess what? The girl dies at the end. I know. And so I've been, I've been trying to rewrite that episode ever since. Oh, thanks for spoiling me. The best part, <laughs> the best part is Jim holding well, back. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be happy to know it's Joan Collins. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? And by the way, you can't say I spoiled you on a show that aired in 1968. Well, I mean, I'm at, some I'm point, at some point. Okay. Rose Bible is a sled. It's a sled. The island is a sled? What? Not, not everything's a spoiler. He came back to life on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand years later, it's okay to give away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you need to join our Facebook group. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, do we want to get into some feedback, Robin? I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> folks uh, had no idea you were going to be on the Hero episode, and I, I have a feeling that maybe, maybe uh, you know, well, well at least, you know, you're candid about it. Let's so. maybe do email, and then I know we have a voicemail from someone who did know that Tim was going to be on. So you want to start with the voicemail? There, there's, yeah. absolutely, there's absolutely nothing you need to protect my uh, delicate sensibilities about. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. I'm far too rich to care. I laugh because that's how I feel. (laughs) All right. Uh, I have a bit of uh, voicemail feedback to play, and here we go. Hi, Redemption Cast. This is John from the Sofa Dogs Podcast. I have a question. Why? Why? 
。どうよ。どうよな。I had to cut him off. It went on for 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was、uh, our friend of the show, John Pavlich, who,、uh, thanks to him, I'd like to say,、uh, Tim was able to come on our show. So, very, very, very big thank you to John. Thanks, John. And Do think... you have already a response to that? <laughs> <laughs>、um... Well, I mean, it's sort of what we already said. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he, he is saying, why did we kill Doyle, not just why Doyle, which is more of an existential kind of free floating <laughs> question that I can't really answer. <laughs> since it's not, a, since it's not a, what we would like to call in the trade a complete thought. <laughs>、uh, Ian Swallow writes in、uh, Hi, Skarg.、Uh, that's Steph. Kim, Illyrio, Robin, and Gabby spell Skarg, so that's us.、Um, Ian from the、that's、UK、scourge. here. <laughs> it's not Skarg, it's Skarg.、Uh, Ian, you're being rude, not saying hi to Tim.、Uh, first of all, I want to say thank <laughs> you、no、for、idea. starting the sister show to Potential Cast and for starting it at just the right time for me to get in on the action in Series 1. I'm excited to see what you make of things yet to come. I'm already enjoying your experience so far, as well as the commentaries. Please do more of those when you have the time. Now, on to my episode comments. <laughs> Robin and Steph, please make sure I haven't written anything spoilery here, and if I have, just ex- excise them from the page. Robin, did you vet this? Who's this?、Uh, Ian Swallow. <laughs> Ian. Nope. You didn't vet it? No. I think it's okay. <laughs> so, were, you, were,、right. were any of you expecting Do- Doyle to die there? I think Tim was.、Uh, <laughs> Kim, Gabby, were, were you expecting Doyle to die? At all in the episode? No. I, I felt it coming because everything for Doyle was beginning to get too good. <laughs> Usually <laughs>、so、when things get really good, you're from the、really、George Costanza happens,、so. approach to life. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. And I've been so、um, desensitized to it because of other shows. Like Lost. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Like lost,、mm. so I was like, oh, okay. And Gabby, you had no inkling at all? No, and then I felt stupid after watching because I'm like, oh, they were trying to make us think that Angel was the chosen one, but clearly he wasn't. How did I not realize、mm. that? <laughs> I, I kind of saw. Then I just cried. I saw it coming that Doyle was going to. Jump over and save everybody and not let Angel do it, but I was I was convinced that, that he was going to like pop back in or something. I, I was incredulous to the fact that he died. I, 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 I kind of saw it coming that he was going to be the quote unquote hero of the day, but I, I really did not. I was, I was very. You didn't think he'd do it by dying. I didn't think he、yeah. would die. I, th- I thought he would figure, I, I figured there would be something. To prevent him from dying,、uh-huh. and, and that didn't happen.、Um, despite the over the top demons, Nazi demons, this is a great episode of Angel, one of the best in the first season. In this episode, we finally find out a lot about Doyle, just in time to see him die. <laughs> Damn you, Joss.、Uh-huh. Can, no one, can, can none of your characters live a happy, well adjusted life? And if they can, will they still be interesting to watch? 
<laughs> Although, this is no. not just Doyle's episode, but an important one for Cordelia, too, having her preconceptions challenged on several fronts. So what do you guys think is in mm-hmm. store for her now, then? With that, I'll say again, thank you all for a great podcast, and bye for now, Ian. So what's the next in store for Cordy? Hmm? Well, she gets a big story in the next episode. Yay. A big story. Like, there's a big oh. change coming for Cordy, but I won't spoil it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> tantalizing you with tantalizing. Is this the, the Ken Marino episode coming next? The what? Is it Ken Marino? I don't know what that means. Maybe, I'm not, maybe Ken, I've got his name Ken, wrong. Ken Marino from, uh, well, he's from Party Down. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Because I don't remember the names of all the day players from 10 years ago. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, why not? Because <laughs> someone's still working. <laughs> that, that's my assumption. Um, let's see. Uh, Missy has an ode to Glenn Quinn. Oh. Uh, Steph, do you want to read that or am I reading it? I have it open, actually. Go, Robin, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking up Ken Marino. <laughs> Focus, Steph. Hi, Skarg. Look, it's football-headed Nazi demons. I always thought they looked suspiciously, suspiciously like Ken's demon minions from Anne, LOL. Now that the ridiculous has been dealt with, we can get down with the actual plot. You know, the one where we lose one of our own, and a great one he was, Alan Francis Doyle. What can one say about our half-demon, half-human little Irish buddy with visions? He was a hero. It might not look like it. It may not have come across that way in the episodes leading up to this one, but he was. Doyle's the reason Angel stopped being a shut-in, the reason Angel was at the same party as Cordy, and the reason Angel accepted Cordelia's plan to start Angel Investigations. The entire series owes Doyle a big dollop of gratitude. I cry to this day, maybe not every time I watch Hero, but I cry. I think it's what could have been just a little more time getting to know him, seeing what could have happened between him and Cordelia, plus the fact that Glenn Quinn died almost two years later, it becomes all the more personal. But we must move on, just as Angel Investigations must. So I have some questions for Gak, <laughs> Gabby, Kim. <laughs> Did you see the death of him coming? <laughs> Did you expect us to... Yeah. <laughs> you expect this development to have lasting effects on Cordelia and Angel or, or Angel the series? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I, I can't. I cannot. I don't know. I think Angel's going to get yes. over it pretty easily. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Cordy's going to maybe wait till the rebound guy. Uh huh. Um, where do you see the show going in Doyle's Im- immediate absence? Kind of already answered that, right? And do you think a new character will take his place, or do you even want a new character anytime soon? I desperately yes. need another character, <laughs> yeah. because as Gabby said I, earlier, I'm in the same boat. I'm not very much a fan of Angel or uh, Cordelia. <laughs> if you had named the show Angelus, I would be a big fan right away. <laughs> Me too. You know, <laughs> um, I love Angelus. Then it's, it's, you'll probably like it going forward because that is ooh, ooh. that is. Uh, don't I would say that Angelus. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't like constantly turn into Angelus. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> why not? You know, look. Look, I, I think. I think, frankly, that I think, frankly, the things that you find interesting are the things that I found interesting, and mm-hmm. I definitely got my head uh, a lot more. 
after episode 10, 11, episode 11. Well, with the <clears throat> Angelus, you can only play the Angelus card so many times, you know? Correct. Correct. And it but has you, to be... But I believe that y'all... You, you can use it to inform what's happening, though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's always turning into Angelus. It just means you don't forget that. And there's uh-huh. ways to do that, you know, whether it's flashbacks or whether it's, you know, the threat of him becoming Angelus or whatever. I think what Kim is saying, though, is that she wants this to be kind of like the Incredible Hulk, where he turns to Angelus <laughs> once an episode. Yes. Uh, that would have been awesome. Uh, to fit. To finish Simone's uh, email, she says, "What happens to Angel Investigations without those visions of Doyle's?" Oh, what do you guys think? Good question. Mm. Well, I think the new character or the new person that we're going to we're going to see um, uh, might uh, be compared to Doyle because obviously that character is replacing Doyle in a way. Mm. But I hope that the the new person has some sort of supernatural ability. I hope. No. I think they're going to show up, they're going to have a fax machine, and they're going to say, this is the special fax machine that the powers that be send a fax. (laughs) Isn't it interesting that you're both wrong and both right? Gabby, your theory. We'll discover it in the next episode. Yes. I think the ads from the sides of buses are going to bring in a lot of clientele. <laughs> yes. I mean, the ones with the picture of a butterfly yep. on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they um, they will have gotten money for uh, marketing, and um, they'd be getting stuff that way. Oh, did Doyle have a life insurance policy? <laughs> Maybe uh, they could pay for some no I'm, I'm getting a little too pragmatic okay I'll be quiet <laughs> well I'm sure his premium raised you know what you know with the whole smoking issue and everything and quitting smoking and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes can I read Rachel Hughes's email because she is so smart uh, yes yeah I didn't know she okay. sent one where'd she send it to she just she did. just said it Ooh, Rachel you got in just under the uh, just under the wire there's an attachment it is nothing. All right. Go ahead. From Rachel Hughes. Hiya, Scarg. Like most <laughs> fans, I'm not crazy about the Scourge, but often when there is an extremely heavy-handed metaphor that makes you roll your eyes, I wonder if it is meant to be a distraction or a parody or satire. That's it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As the birth of Subversive. As subversive. <laughs> as subversive. <laughs> as subversive and dark as Whedon and Angel the Series can get, I prefer to think that they are satirizing Hitler and fanatics, fanaticism. Fanaticism? Fanaticism. Fanaticism. But even if the metaphor exists merely to distract us from the re- from realizing that Doyle is the titular hero, I do not like how it eliminates the pervasiveness of prejudice, ignorance, uh-huh. hatred, or apathy of virtually all the characters from Cordelia Doyle, the Lister Demons, to the Scourge. The Scourge do not disappear at the end of this episode in so much as they per- as the perverted ideals they represent fade to black. Fade back into Los Angeles and the subtext of the show. The writers, the writers distract 
not only us, but also the characters with words and prophecies. Another damn prophecy. I like prophecies. I, I'm a sucker. <laughs> Uh, the word hero itself is used at least six times and it's variations of the Dark Avenger, the Promised One, Braveheart, Superhero, etc. are used liberally throughout to refer to Angel. But if you rewatch the episode and pay attention, you'll find it was constructed from the beginning to indicate that Doyle is definitely the titular hero. Sorry for being redundant. I just like the word titular. <laughs> <laughs> It is interesting, though, to listen to Angel and Doyle's definition of fanatic and find that it also applies to a hero. Hmm. The final scene is so moving that I always sob, even when I watch watch it just as a clip. And thanks to Gax, I find myself shaking my fist and crying, Damn you, Josh Eden! <laughs> had a couple mispronunciations. <laughs> And corrections. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. You were referring to world-class chef Josh Eden. You were not mispronouncing <laughs> Josh Eden. <laughs> Whedon. My apologies. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for feedback for today. Um... Anybody have any other points? Well, there's a little bit of Facebook stuff. Facebook stuff? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, be be <laughs> very sparse, though. Yeah, yeah. Because we are getting All right. Out. Well, uh, Rich says, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the episode just seems rather ridiculous. Nazi demons is just a weird premise. I feel like... The Cordy Doyle kiss seemed a little forced. Really, I'm pretty neutral on the episode as a whole, but I'll be damned if Joss doesn't know how to make someone a hero just in time to kill them off. If it weren't for getting all this backstory in the episode, I wouldn't have been so sad when I saw the crew without him. So, I guess the episode did exactly what they wanted it to. That's about right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> Kate Stryker says I actually love this episode The Nazi premise may be lame But losing Doyle in an act of heroics Is just <laughs> tragic, sad, and brilliant I really do tear up a bit at the end More than I do In I will remember you I will remember you Why, why anachronize that? Okay. Um, then the episode raises the question How will AI get their visions? Twice the questions come up. Mm. Mm. Fax machine. Mm. Fax machine. <laughs> uh, Rachel Horn says, I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, this was my least favorite episode of season one, right up until the last five minutes. I can't rewatch it, though. Not because of Doyle, not because of the good and Frank demons and the effing SS Nazi demons. <laughs> Are we saying that Buffy has been acting as an agent of evil for the last four years? Should she be interviewing each demon before she slays them? Make sure they're not homeless or hopeless? This issue is why I've never really enjoyed this series. Maybe if Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't exist, this might have been an interesting theme to explore. But painting demons various shades of white, black, and gray bothers me immensely when I apply this to Buffy's slaying. Hmm. So yeah, I, I guess she, probably, she must also have an issue with 
the main character. <laughs> Angel. <laughs> who, who was a soulless killer for hundreds of years. Yeah. But those guys weren't hurting anybody. Right. Right. She should take that as a hint. Anyway, no, go on. I, I understand the, the I understand her, her issue. But that is sort of the theme of the entire series. Yeah. Um let's see. Wanna do one more? Yeah, here's a Star Trek reference. Awesome. Uh, Carol says, Hero is heavy-handed to say the least. Since Doyle was the one character I found interesting and the whole Nazi thing was a huge turnoff, this episode did not bode well for my relationship with the series. I had flashbacks of Tasha Yar dying in Star Trek Next Generation. She was the only character I had any interest in on that one. When she was gone, I lost interest completely and stopped watching soon after. What? Since... Since I was such a a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I kept watching Angel, and I'm glad I did. Though I cannot say I ever became a huge fan of the show. In my opinion, it did get much better, with a few exceptions. I am always amazed, though, (laughs) that people like this episode. When I have rewatched it, I found myself grinding my teeth all the way through. Ugh. I liked it. I want to echo <laughs> Nadia Lucas, who says, Carol, give TNG a second chance. It gets so much better after Yara dies. <laughs> Take it to the TNG group, guys. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I will. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, uh, for your feedback. You, we appreciate it. Um, you want to give us feedback? You can send us emails. Where to, Kim? Redemptioncast at gmail.com. Yeah, you got it right this week. I know. <laughs> um, you can call us, Robin. One two zero six two six Scarg. That's two six zero two six seven five two seven four. If that sounds like a different number, it's because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you can also Just correct. <laughs> you can also follow us on the Twitter. We are at Redemption Cast. You can join the Facebook group for Potential Cast uh, because having two separate groups would be too much. And you can go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com where we release the show. The show notes you can download directly or find us on the iTunes. There we go. Right. Never gets old. Um, I'm ready to rate this sucker. Go crazy. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. All right, I will. Um, Doyle dies. I'm disappointed. (laughs) Uh, there's an awesome, which I find weird, because uh, contextually, w- what would it be doing there? A World War II era motorcycle in this episode, and that was cool. Um, <laughs> the bingo beacon <laughs> was pretty neat, and I f- was, as I said earlier, a little confused with Angel's plan, and I did not like his hair. Sorry, Steph. Um, but all in all, I thoroughly enjoyed I this. It. And I'm mm-hmm. going to give it an 8 out of 10 <laughs> tiny demon shoes. Aww. You know, those, those flashbacks. Those little tennis shoes. The little teeny tiny <laughs> shoes. Well, I agree. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I will give it also 8 out of 10 football head did demons. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was finally an episode I liked <laughs> a lot. And then, but 
and then, and then and I kept getting mesmerized by Doyle's eyes in the flashback, the shaggy hair, and I love the way he called Cordelia princess. Remind me of Han Solo. Yes. Um, but again, but ultimately he did. He was taken away, and my heart was broken. So I'm going to give this six out of ten. Sets of <laughs> beautiful big blue eyes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I cannot criticize this episode in front of Tim Myers. <laughs> give it 10 out of 10. Oh, Go ahead, Steph. Is what? that like yeah. Southern politeness? Is that what that is? Wow. That's my Southern hospitality. Your nose is so brown. I know. It's <laughs> sad because then, then, what about ones that are actually really awesome? What are you going to yeah. rate them as well? <laughs> I mean, it was fun. It was good. I don't have any. I, I enjoyed it. Ten out of ten. Uh, 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 I don't no, know. Morally stuff. ambiguous uh, shades of great demons. I don't know. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I am a, a, a fan of uh, a friend, uh, Steve Glosson, who says that I didn't know anybody hated the Ewoks until I got on the internet. And <laughs> I'll say the same thing for Hero. I love Nazi demons. I love Angel's <laughs> hair. Uh, I, <clears throat> I love uh, the whole Cordy and Doyle thing. And I love Doyle, you know, rescuing everybody. I love love the way that this episode you know, wraps up his character perfectly. It's just an incredible episode. So I'm going to say 10 out of 10 apologies to Tim Minear. Do I get to rate it? Yes, Yes. you may, please, please. I give this episode (laughs) a five. (laughs) And so that's, but that's five, you know, so that means it's, Half good. And it's <laughs> the half for, wrote, for, for the not the half I wrote. Well, well, yes. No, I would say it's half good because what's good, what's what's not so good is the sort of well, what everyone's already said, which is demon Nazis, um, because they're already demons. Nazis are they, they're sort of worse than demons. Um, so I would say, but for the little orange cones of actual character emotion that light the way throughout the episode, I give it a five wintergreen demon (laughs) repellent. Very nice. You you simultaneously had a clever rating system and stole my quote. Oh, shit. That's okay. I think you're entitled. I think it's quite. I, I gotta say though, that's real. It's really not your quote now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. I think maybe the guy who wrote the actual line gets to take the quote. Damn you! <laughs> you win this round, my dear. <laughs> I hope you can hear me shaking my fist. Set, set, and match. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, I think it's quote time. <laughs> Since one of mine yeah, has already been uh, repatriated, I think I'd like to go first. Oh, here it is. Sorry. You know he's only happy when oh, he's fighting evil. Now let's drum up some. 
<laughs> well, wintergreen was my quote, so. <laughs> wow. You have no backup? No. Because <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. Like, I was rolling on the floor. I know. So was I. <laughs> All my notes, it's like, <laughs> wintergreen. That's it. All rats are low. All rats are low. <laughs> Our rats are low. There you go. <laughs> it's a big bad city out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be Cordelia using the low voice. It's terrible. Were you trying to be the cheap Baldwin or the bald guy from Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously cheap Baldwin. Ah, okay. Um, my quote is is that it? Am I done? Aww. That's not Tear. funny. Here, meaning. That's the best quote. That's the best quote. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Go, Steph. Steph. Uh, would would it kill him to put on some tights and a cape and garner us a little free publicity? <laughs> I don't see Angel putting on tights. Oh, now I do, and it's really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sadly, you landed that joke better than the actor did. (laughs) (laughs) Snap. (sighs) So, are we done? What are we... What's on uh, on deck for next time? What's on deck for next time, Robin? Uh, Well, uh, the uh, episode that uh, is really trying its hardest to be spoiled on would be uh, Party Gifts. (laughs) Party (laughs) Gifts. Nice. Is it going to be about Rice-A-Roni? Because every time I watch a game show, the parting gift is always Rice-A-Roni, and I find that disturbing, frankly. Or at least it was live in 1973? <laughs> well, that's when I watch game shows all the time, yes. No, I, in, in, the in, San Francisco tree! I know. <laughs> Um, and uh, we did actually uh, leave a little post in the potential spoilers group and ask people for submissions for questions for Tim. And we just, I just want to let everybody know that's been listening is going, what the heck? Where are my questions? Uh, we will be uh, covering those in a, another episode, a special episode that uh, Gabby, Delario, and Kim can't even listen to or nope. be a part of. <laughs> nope. Ever. Until <we> <laughs> um, it's done. <laughs> so let's then when it's do... done, I'm going to have 55 more questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you I plan I'm ed- editing a version for you guys and it's just going to be like I thought that yes. <laughs> it's, it, it's going to be like that uh, version of I have a theory that Steph emailed out with all of a whole bunch of parts cut out so we don't know who's singing what awesome um, thanks for listening right, everyone be sure to answer my question about if anything didn't make the show that you really wanted to <laughs> answer right. that yeah, right. <laughs> we want to give a big huge huge thank you to Tim Manier for uh, being on the show with us today thank you very much for being with us we truly appreciate it and we enjoyed having you on we're not just saying that thank you you've had me on the entire time Yay. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, you know, until next time, folks, uh, bye. Namaste. Bye. bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I standing? Solid Sims, sit up. Only fitting. All right. <laughs>
Yes. All right, good stuff. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we did actually have uh, one person. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. What the hell <laughs> was that? Sorry. Is that Artie? Yes. Somebody's somebody strangling a mongoose? <laughs> oh, my God. I think she is. Oh, it's like a killer poodle. Yeah, I don't think Artie is a poodle. I think he's a little uh, miniature... Uh... Chihuahua? Is he a Chihuahua? The Chihuahua? The Chihuahua. Hmm. I, I prefer the less Nessman pronunciation of words. <laughs> should we just should we just continue or wait for Gabby to come back? I think oh, she's back now. Wait, there she is. Gabby, you okay? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were worried about oh you God. and Artie for a while. Was there an intruder? <laughs> <laughs> I think he thinks there was an intruder. Okay. Well, you still get okay. settled to the new place. All right. Sorry about that. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> My God. I'm so embarrassed. Edit, splice, edit, splice. <laughs> you, you do edit these? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I used to edit a lot more because we've been doing Buffy for like three years before this. I used to edit a lot more. And now with the setup I have, if everything goes okay, I just practically goes out. I do listen to it beforehand, but it's uh, definitely going to sound a little bit mm. less artified. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> referring to Artie. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, okay. 